Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Les Talk Podcast. LES is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are super excited to be with you guys. We have a little bit of a week five preview, focusing mainly on BYU versus Utah State, the big game. Big game. We have our guest picker later on the podcast. We have a little bit of an announcement that we need to make, and we have something Jared needs to get off his chest. Okay, so let's fool. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this bula. Yeah! Ah! Ah! Yeah! Let's go wild, Let's go, baby. Let's go. I have to the ball! We're at a waterfall, dude! Oh! 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 Go, 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 go! 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 It's ridiculous. It's bad. It's it's I, really bad. <sighs> it's so <laughs> frustrating. Like just looking at anything, I I go to ESPN and I look at what are the top games? What is this? What are, what are our picks of the week? What is that? It's all about the SEC, dude. SEC, SEC, SEC. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, SEC is a corporate affiliate of ESPN, right? Yeah. So what? But, but you don't have so to. So is BYU. Exactly. You don't just have to pretend that SEC is better than everybody. Paul Feinbaum, you <laughs> are the number one culprit. <laughs> yeah, he is, dude. He's he will admit that he loves the SEC and that the SEC is just what college football is. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and then another thing that just got me, Booger McFarland, <laughs> like the SEC yeah, analyst, uh-huh. you know, he's like, I don't care what anybody says about Penn State. LSU has such a better atmosphere than Penn State. Mm. Have you ever gone to that stadium, Booger? Have you ever been there on a whiteout when Penn State is playing Michigan or Ohio State? I don't care who LSU is playing. I I don't know. I've never been to a game at either stadium, but I think from what I have seen that Penn State is a large stadium, I would like to go to a game at both. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. <laughs> Let's get it done. You know what? I just thought I need to get off my chest, too. All right. ESPN is not only in bed with the SEC, but we just watched. We're, we're watching the pregame for the UVA-Miami game right now. Yep. And what just happened? They said undefeated teams. <laughs> they did a little, little segment. They of almost everyone. They, for BYU, they literally put half a second of Cosmo on there. That's all they did. If that. If that. They didn't put Southern Alabama on there. Undefeated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. I don't care if they're 3-0 against the worst teams in the nation. No. Nope. I don't care. They deserve to be there. Yep. But what did they do right after? Boom. Big picture on the screen of Clemson. They're talking about Clemson. <laughs> Clemson doesn't deserve to be talked about. Talk about the teams that are relevant. Yes. Like BYU. Clemson is irrelevant. Please, let's ship them out of here. And South Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly BYU. Yes. Please. Yeah. Anyway. So that's our little uh, gripe session to start things off hot this week. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, we do have some good news, though. Oh. It seems like the Super Bowl will have a dope halftime show for Holy the first time in a long time. Crap. This announcement just came out. Yes. So 
We got performers at the 2022 Super Bowl halftime show. They will all be performing together. It's not mm-hmm. just like one after the other. Dr. Dre, Eminem, okay. Snoop Dogg, okay. Kendrick Lamar, okay. and Mary J. Bilge. Blade Blige. Yeah. With every name, I just got more excited. It's, this is awesome. It's insane. This is so cool. It's going to be so good. Anyway, I'm actually psyched about that. I've never really, you know, had an interest in Super Bowl halftimes, but wow, that is what you call a lineup. Yeah, seriously. Before we get into BYU-USU analysis, we wanted to make a little bit of an announcement for the podcast. Uh, finally decided to invest a little bit, and we will be posting not only on Apple Podcasts, but things will be appearing on Spotify as well from here on. From yes. Here on it's going to take a little bit to get the other episodes downloaded and uploaded on the Spotify. But starting with this episode, new episodes will be appearing on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts every single time. I wanted to make that announcement because I knew I was going to forget about it if I didn't say it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's huge. So, yes, we are not partial to only iPhone people now. Yeah, Everybody. share it with your Android friends. <laughs> yes. Alrighty, uh, every single one of you listening better go post about us on your yeah, every social single media. One of you. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and if you have corporate interests, let them know about us. So that... Yes, please, please. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, well, let's just hop right in, dude. Yeah. This is a huge game for BYU. Utah State, some of the most hostile fans. Like, a quick note about their stadium. They moved the student section. The student section used to be kind of like the rock, mm-hmm. and they used to have it on the side. It used to be behind the Utah State fans, now, or the Utah State bench. Now, they switched it so season ticket holders will sit behind the Utah State bench, and the student section sits behind right behind the uh the visitor bench and it's not like behind it's right behind it's like right 10 yards if that no it's like 15 feet right 15 feet away five yards away (laughs) from our players will be a bunch of heckling utah State. yeah and when we say uh five yards like 15 feet that's from the end of the playing surface to the stands. So they'll be even closer. Yeah. Within like, like 10 feet. Out of 10, bounds. 5, 10 feet. Yeah, right? That's, That's insane. Crazy. That can't be legal. <laughs> Somebody look into that. Somebody get into the NCAA rule book. <laughs> that can't be legal. Yeah. So, and I know their stadium only holds 25,000, but those 25,000 hate BYU. Yeah. So and That's honestly more important. The quantity of fans is less important than the hatred the fans have for the team that is in the stadium. Yes. So it's going to be really loud. But uh, our offensive coordinator is preparing for that. He says that this entire week they have been practicing indoors with speakers turned all the way up to simulate crowd noise. All right, you know so, that. Okay, I, yeah. I mean, I know it's not right. I know it's not real, right? But hopefully that'll take a little bit of like the shock out of it, seeing as you know we haven't played in an allowed stadium that's not ours since yeah. the Tennessee game. So. That'll be, uh, it's good that they're doing that because they're going to need it. <laughs> I hope A-Rod, like, individually recorded himself screaming, you suck, to each individual player <laughs> by name, and it just, like, went on, like, at random times during, like, the crowd noise simulation. He, like, puts little earphones in their head, and they're just, like, yelling, your you mom suck. is fat. Yeah, like, just these weird personal insults on each of them. Your small town is for losers. <laughs> You have six toes, weirdo. <laughs> so I hope he did that. That would have been that would have made it even better. That would have made it great. Um, I have a quick little nugget because okay. BYU this year 
has had a third quarter slump in literally every single game. Yep. Mm-hmm. BYU in the first half is plus 56 on the air. That's fantastic. Margin, right? Right? Yeah, scoring okay. margin. That's fantastic. In the second half, though, we are minus 21. Ooh. Huge disparity. That's 70 that, points yeah, right that's there. That's rough. So that is something to look out for. Can BYU put a stop to the third quarter lulls? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast time and time again. And I, oh, man. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into this BYU-Utah State preview. Uh, let's take a little bit to examine Utah State and what their plan is against BYU. All righty. What I've seen from Utah State, they are good offensively. Now, I know a lot of people were watching the Boise State game last week because we thought it would be a great game. And honestly, it was. It was a lot closer than the score will tell you. Yeah. Utah State just had bad luck. They missed some field goals, turned the ball over. Um I was watching, like, the very first drive, Utah State has a tip ball, it gets picked. Boise State has the exact same thing happen, but mm-hmm. the ball just doesn't fall into Utah State guy's arms. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely had some bad luck. They had really bad turnover luck. Yeah. They turned the ball over three times. Which accounted three for... Three times or two times? Yeah, three times. But two those all accounted for score, right? Yeah. yeah. So. So, yeah, it was really rough. Um, like you were saying, they had bad turnover luck. Uh, even though they lost 27 to three, they actually outgained Boise state by eight yards. Interesting. They put up 443 yards of offense, only three points to account for it. Those, those, uh, three turnovers were really a kicker for them. Costly. They went one for four on the red zone, two missed field goals. And one of the INTs was thrown in the red zone. Ouch. So yeah, it was really rough. And even on their side of the field, they went for it on fourth down and got stopped. Uh, so a lot of turnovers that were just, yeah, were, that did not play in the Utah state's favor. That really just gave Boise State the game. Right. And Boise State is a good enough team that they're going to capitalize. Absolutely. They will. Right. Um, but if we look pat, if you look in the past, Utah State, they came back from a 20-point deficit against an FCS opponent, which, mm-hmm. you know, shouldn't have happened. But yeah. they showed grit, right? They were in it. They came back. And they also came back down, I can't remember, it was like 20 or something, against Air Force. Ended yeah. up winning that game 49-45 or something. After so, they made the quarterback switch. Yeah. So what... BYU needs to look out for. We've been putting up a lot of points in the first half. We cannot fall into the trap of being like, oh, you know what? We got this. Yes. Utah State's going to give up because they're not going to give up. Exactly. They they have faith. They know that they can get back into games and win them, even if they're down you know, three scores. Yeah, that's the truth. So what to prepare for against USU? USU has two quarterbacks that they've been using. Uh, the first quarterback who we will probably see a lot more of is Logan Bonner. Okay. Logan Bonner is a pocket passer, and then they also have another guy that they bring in from time to time, depending on the set, named Andrew Peasley, who's a lot more mobile. He's kind of like the more mobile quarterback. Logan okay. Bonner is a pocket passer. Logan Bonner only completes 60% of his passes. Okay. So he's not incredible. It's not great. On the year, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. He's been turning the ball over. BYU this year has had good turnover luck. Hopefully yes. that continues. Right. And we can pick a few balls off. Yeah, let's hope so. Their offense... Uh, it's really kind of like almost weird because mm-hmm. when they set up, so you got, you know, your line inside the hashes, right? Their widest wide receivers aren't just like out a couple yards. They're almost to the out of bounds line. Holy cow. Yeah. They're outside the numbers. And then the closest guy is going to be, if they're on one hash line, 
their closest guy is going to be on the other hash line or at the top of the numbers. So they run a really, really spread out offense that did Boise in, honestly. Right. Like, they picked apart that Boise tried to play zone in the first half. USU picked it apart, so yeah, BYU's got to be careful about that. Yeah, because we all know that BYU loves zone. <laughs> they love that rush three, drop eight. Yes. Not going to work against Utah State. We need the. We need to... I don't know. We want to play man-to-man, but at the same time, they have an incredibly fast, shifty wide receiver in Devin Tompkins. Dude is absolutely incredible. Through, through, for, through four games, 514 receiving yards. Holy crap! Averaging well over 100 yards a game. <laughs> Three touchdowns. The next closest person has 236 yards. Half that total. Also three touchdowns. Interesting. Their offense, you said, it's weird, but it works. They average 530 yards a game, practically. It's insane. And they're really well balanced. 300 yards on through the air, 200 yards on the ground. They're really well balanced. That's really interesting. I, man, I don't know what BYU is going to do. Because Devin Tompkins, like you said, He's outstanding. He is. Right? He's great. He's great. He's, so he looks like he might be an NFL talent. Yeah. So we're either, like, I don't know if we really have a lockdown corner. You know, we don't have a Jeffrey Okuda or a Michael Davis, right? We I, we might have to bracket him. I feel like that's going to push uh, Tuyaki to play zone a little bit. But with the way that they spread out the ball, you know, they spread out their wide receivers. If we're going to play man or zone or whatever, right, with them spreading right. it out like that much, it's going to leave us less room to pack the box to stop the run, which, like you said, they're getting 200 a game. They have a good running attack, for sure. So, I, I, have, a, I have a weird take, a theory. Let's hear it. So, Utah State's been playing sloppy. Last game, at home, they had 13 penalties for 85 yards. But my, my theory is with Boise State. Is Boise State's, are there, are there players, is their organization somehow drugging the opposing team's special teams coach? <laughs> Do you remember Boise State, the infamous Johnny Linehan oh, fake punt? Yes. Do you remember that? Fourth and 18 from our own, like, four-yard line. Yeah, and he runs out and, like, loses two yards. If we turn over the ball, the worst college sports history. It was terrible. <laughs> Utah State faced a fourth and 10. From its own 26. Oh, gosh. Just a few plays after stopping Boise State on the opening possession of the half. Instead of punting, USU's punter tucked the ball and tried the run, <laughs> lost eight yards. <laughs> Gave Boise State the ball on the Boise State side of the field. So I don't know what Boise State is doing to opposing like punters coaches, but whatever <laughs> it's doing, it should be illegal. Oh, boy. <laughs> They've gotten BYU, Utah State. You think we wouldn't notice the pattern, Boise State? We notice it. We notice it. When they play Utah schools, there's something in the water. There's something in the water. They're doing something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, continuing with Boise State, Boise State moves the ball well on this Utah State defense. Utah State defense isn't great. They've been giving up points all year long. Oh, yeah. Gave up a ton of points to Air Force, who isn't known for like being a high-flying team, points. you know? Boise State threw the ball for 287 yards, ran the ball for another 150. So I think our offense won't have any trouble in this game. I think we can really play well. Time will only tell if our defense can play better than they did last week and if we can actually like be alive at the start of the third quarter. <laughs> I 100% agree. I have faith in our offense. I think our offense can be, like you said, they're going to be able to move the ball. They'll take care of their part. The defense needs, like you said, in the third quarter, they need to shut them down 
They need to come out in the third quarter and hold on to the lead that we've gained. I don't think it matters who we start at quarterback, right? Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, they're going to get us points. Our defense needs to stop Utah State in the third quarter. That's going to be the tail of the tape. Yep, and we need to do something in the third quarter. Even if we get out to a lead, BYU needs to learn to keep the foot on the gas pedal, not take the foot off the neck, because that's what we did against USF. We took the foot off. We took our foot off the neck. They almost got up and got us. Mm-hmm. We need to twist we the knife. We were very fortunate. Yes, we were yes. very fortunate to not lose that game. Yes, and I think we will be very fortunate to not lose to Utah State <laughs> if we cannot handle business in the third quarter. Yep, hundred percent agree. As far as BYU is concerned. Um, Injury list, we're looking pretty hopeful. Like, Yeah, we're looking good. A lot of people will come back. It looks like Caleb Christensen is really the only person, like, doubtful, hopeful, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Kalani said he's hopeful that he'll return, but I think that was just him being nice. On, like, the actual list, he's listed as doubtful. I don't okay. think he'll play. All right. And I think because he is not, like, a very key player, yeah. and because Utah State... Well, knock on wood. Actually, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I think they're going <laughs> to hold him out just because, right? Because he plays mainly as a returner. Yeah, returner and DB. And DB. Like kind of second string DB. Okay. Well, then, I don't know. I think they'll save him. Harris Lachance expected to return. Isaiah Heron likely to return. Tyler Batty. Altenay Samahe. They're all expected to come back. Jaron Hall. We don't know. Yeah, I think that's on purpose, though. Jaron okay. Hall did practice on Monday, so he's okay. practicing. I think that the coaches are keeping this decision a secret on purpose. Why? It's the gamesmanship. If you announce that we're going with Baylor Romney or you announce we're going with Jaron Hall, Utah State knows what to prepare for. Yeah. Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney are two different quarterbacks, and our offense looks two looks like two completely different it, machines. It really does. With either one at the helm. So by not announcing who's going to start and leaving it to like a game-time decision, I honestly think Jaron Hall will play. But Utah State now has to prepare for both. And it takes away preparation from just like one quarterback, which would normally be beneficial to them. So it gives Utah State less time to prepare. That's a great point. And I think we will be okay either way, whether mm-hmm. it's Jaron or Baylor. But like you said, I do like that, that they're not going to announce it. Yep. Any any competitive advantage, you do it. It's only weird if it doesn't work, right? Only weird if it doesn't work. That's, what, that's the thing with sports. Only yep. weird if it doesn't work. Exactly. I think the biggest thing for us will be Tyler Batty and Autonai Samake. Yep. Two starting D linemen. Our defense got tired, gave up, what was it, like oh, three, f- like six-minute-plus drives yeah. in the second half? Like huge, long drives. One that was like 90-plus yards. Yeah. And I yeah. think having our starting D-line back will play a huge factor. Oh, it absolutely will. Yeah. Getting those D-linemen in that have experience, at getting to players, getting to quarterbacks, I think is going to help us a lot. Yep. Well... We're going to make our predictions next with our guest picker. Yeah, but it's coming I, up. Safe to say we're both going to pick BYU. Uh, yeah, you know, it's no, there's, there's absolutely no question <laughs> we're going to pick BYU. But for our other picks, now that's something, that, that, that's something to look forward to. Yes. All righty. Well, uh, we have uh, an ad. Yeah, let's jump into the ad read. And right after that, we'll get to our picks. Sweet. All right, guys, no real slash fake ad this week Psych. going on. Yeah, nothing too crazy. We just wanted to take this time to advertise a little bit ourselves and say, you are more than welcome to advertise on our podcast. Yeah, 
yeah. Please reach out to us, uh, whether it be on Instagram or whether it be through email. We do have an email, lestalkbyu at gmail.com. Perfect. You can contact us on any of those avenues, and we will be happy to discuss with you guys these opportunities. Honestly, we're just starting out. The rates will be super cheap. You can advertise anything you want. You can advertise your little brother. You can advertise an <laughs> actual company. You know, don't don't sell your little brother, but you can shout out your little brother. You know, um, good distinction. Yeah, good. Yeah, we gotta specify that. You know, there's an asterisk there. But yeah, you know, we we would be happy to have anybody reach out. And yeah, just reach out to us either on Instagram, Twitter, or on our email, lestalkbyu at gmail.com. We love you guys. Love you guys. Well, welcome back from those amazing ads. They're beautiful. Sponsors are fantastic. We love it. We are here with yet another guest picker on the pod. Heck yeah. Drum roll. It's Riley. What's good, homies? (laughs) All right, we got a question for you. Who the heck are you? (laughs) Well, uh, I'm Riley, originally homies with Justin. We met last summer, living at King Henry. Mm -hmm. Justin was just down the street. Yep. I think we met because we met through your coworker, Joseph. Yes. Who is my friend from King Henry. Shout out to Joseph Curtis. I don't know if this is my shout out segment, but (laughs) shout out to Joseph for getting me a spot on the podcast. Shout out, Joe Kurt. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a CS major at BYU, and originally from Harriman, Utah. Okay, nice. you go to Harriman High. I did. Okay, all right. Yeah, Harriman High, and uh, just to get me a good spot for the the fans to remember me, I was raised a Ute fan. Oh, so <laughs> I am, oh, I am blood already. I am the Ute fan on the show. <laughs> our first our first enemy on the podcast. I know. <laughs> But when I say you fan, tense. when I say you fan, I am a huge BYU fan. Like I love going to BYU. I think it's the best school in the world. I I just am a youth football fan because I like the program. And they're, <laughs> it's a fun environment, like atmosphere at the stadium. It's a diff- bit of a different mix from Lavelle Edwards, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but I I do love BYU, and I cheer for BYU every game. So all there right, we go. there we go. I I guess I, you you pass. Yeah. You pass on that one. Passable. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite sports, both to play, to watch? Are you do you lean more professional, more college? All right. Um, well, favorite sport first and fo- foremost is soccer. I'm okay. a big soccer guy. Heck yeah! Proper football. Yes, <laughs> the original football, the one that's played with feet. <laughs> um, I'm a big English Premier League fan. I don't know if I follow a specific team. I love Cristiano Ronaldo. So right now I'm. Really happy. Okay. I just went to Manchester United. Okay. I um, also love to play volleyball. I played like my senior year of high school. I found out we had a club team, tried out, and made it. So Thank you. Fun. Sick. <laughs> um, Beach or gym? Gym. Gym. I okay. prefer gym, yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's way harder <laughs> in the beach, so I like it yeah. more. <laughs> and then, harder than the jump, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So if you're a net player, yeah, beach is it's tough. It takes a little getting used to. Yeah. <laughs> And then I, I love to ski. I like watching okay. like skiing stuff too. Heck yeah. I don't know if that usually passes as like favorite sport question, but I love skiing. Dude, we'll yeah, take sure. it. I mean we love it. We got Utah guys on the podcast, so yeah. yeah. Skiing is considered a sport. What's your resort? Um I skied Park City last year. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Super fun. Exciting. Yeah, and <laughs> big big parks. Yeah, it was super <laughs> fun. But I got Icon Pass this year so I could Mix it up, get Very some nice. different resorts, get some new terrain. Heck yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
And then to watch sports, I I'm really not super picky. Yeah. I, I love watching probably college football more than NFL, but football is football. I think it's fun to watch. It's even That's more fair. fun to go to the games. So like I'm at every game in the Rock. Heck yes. Yeah. Heck yes. In the trenches, <laughs> sir. And then the NBA. I'm all about it. Alrighty. What's your NBA team? The Jazz. Of course. Take notes. Yeah. Heck Come yes. <laughs> it was our year last year. We blew it. Uh, <laughs> so painful. That was rough. So painful. So painful. I don't even look okay, we move on? <laughs> uh, what other teams besides BOU and Utah? Are there any other teams? College football, other things like that that you follow or not really? Mm. Not really. I just kind of like watching the the big matchups or whatever's on college game day. Obviously, right. Uh, not sure about specific teams. Last year, I really. I mean, in the last few years, there have been like specific players I like watching. Okay. So like Joe Burrow. Oh, whole, I don't yeah. know who doesn't like watching. <laughs> we Joe love Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Go Tigers! <laughs> yeah, and then I loved watching Justin Herbert as well. The so like it's, it's just kind of like bounced around to different like players to watch it's okay. not like a specific team i just see good players and i'm like oh start watching them nice yeah fair enough interesting yeah. we like it <laughs> are there any teams out there that you just hate you have a loathing for alabama, alabama. yes okay. yep <laughs> followed closely by tcu <laughs> <laughs> not a horn frog guy huh nope no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the texas horns over the <laughs> yeah the wow <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Is that a, a little Mountain West bad blood? Yeah, being being raised in Utes territory, especially. I mean, it was the same for BYU, but yeah, oh yeah, we yeah. hate to see it too. Just Mountain West in Ruined general. Our only college game day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. I remember that college game day actually. But <laughs> not a TCU fan. And as far as any other teams, yeah, just. Bama and TCU. Bama and TCU. <laughs> I could see Bama fall anytime and be happy. Yes. <laughs> I think the entire nation feels the exact same way. Yep. <laughs> Except Mark. Yeah. Mark. Sorry, Mark. listening to this. We hope Alabama loses. <laughs> we love you, though. Yeah. yeah. We love you. But not your team. But not, not Alabama. Nope. No roll tide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very Sorry, Mark. We love you. We love you. Um, anyway, Moving on. <laughs> uh, Riley, this is your space, free ad space, shout out, plug, whatever you want. Mm, all right. Well, I'll go ahead and give a plug for my boys, the U7 Salt Lake City FC boys. <laughs> I am a proud coach of an academy soccer team. Okay. We got nine boys on the team. Nine? Yep. nine. And we play 4v4. Yeah, oh, we're pretty loaded. Jet, Jet's our top scorer right now. Seven goals in three games. Shout out Jet. Shout out to Jet, best seven-year-old soccer player in the state of Utah. We got some good talent though, because I won't lie. Cooper and Roman are both all-star defense. Alrighty. They're brick wall. When they're both playing hard, and they're not too busy talking about Fortnite or their iPads on the <laughs> sideline, and they're focused in, we are a good team. What's your record so far? Uh, one, no, two and one. Two and one? Hey, respectful. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Are you in the U7 top 25? Uh, maybe in the state. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I hope so. Take it. We'll take it. <laughs> I don't know if the scores are actually registered. It's just an academy league, but. 
Who knows, baby? Shout out to my boys. Shout out. Heck yeah, we that's fun. We got a big fun. game tomorrow night. Ooh. Ooh, good luck. <laughs> 7 o'clock p.m. Midvale. Alrighty. Be there or be square. All the way out in Midvale. We like it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. All right, so let's move on to our picks. I guess we'll start out. Uh, we'll do a little recap of the pick standing so far. Uh, on the podcast, we have Jared, who is in first place with a record of 19 and 11. Heck yeah. If you're putting Cheez-Its where he's putting his, you're doing well. <laughs> then in close second, tied for second, we have me and Dan, who are both 18 and 2. One behind. 18 and 12. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 18 and, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't make that one. Yeah, we're 18 and 12. We're not 18 and 2. That would be amazing. So we're just one game behind Jared. As for our guests, our leader so far is a... Gentleman named Joe Ludlow, who is six and four. Mm-hmm. Other guests have gone five and five, four and six. They've gotten one game worse every single week. <laughs> so, Riley, are you going to be the exception? I'll be the exception. I'm feeling good about this week's picks. All righty. All right. So, uh, we have a great slate of games this weekend. Yes, we do. Insane. It was hard to pick. It was really hard. It was really, really hard. <laughs> Especially because we're all so close. And <laughs> Yeah. We don't want to vary from the group. Yeah. Anyway, um, as far as upset picks go, we always pick like you know one upset against the spread. Justin, yours hit last week. I Shout out, hit. first time ever. Shout out Western <laughs> Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, go Blobs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my upset pick this week is Michigan at Wisconsin. Somehow they're two point dogs, even though Wisconsin has shadoodled the bed every. <laughs> Big game they've had. I don't get it. Wisconsin was favored last week, too. I, what? <laughs> and they got blown out. It was in Notre Dame's backyard, too. Oh. I, don't, I don't understand. I'm okay. going full-blown on my arch nemesis, uh, Harbaugh, and the Wolverines. They're All covering. Right. They're winning. Michigan plus two. I'm going to get those three points. All right. As for Dan, Dan chose Louisville. Louisville is a seven-point dog to Wake Forest. He's not a believer in the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Some people have been saying they're going to win the ACC this year. Some people, myself included. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's me. I have a pick that I'm actually really confident in. I'm 100% certain that this is going to hit. Liberty. They are two-point dogs to the UAB Dragons. Which is a scary good game. Like It's going to be sneaky good, so you might yeah. want to tune into that one. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Liberty, two-point dogs at UAB. I think they cover it. They win outright. I'm All right. Those three points. All righty. Riley, you got an upset pick? I got a big upset pick. Oh. <laughs> Oklahoma loses to Kansas State. This yes. Hey. <laughs> Kansas State, 11-point dogs to the Sooners. Yes, it's going to be a big upset. There Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma each of the past two years. Yeah. Make it three. Is this year number three? Yeah, and we're coming off a rough, rough performance from Spencer Rattler, so I'm just not yeah. – I, I think I want Caleb, but they're not going to give us Caleb, so <laughs> I think Oklahoma falls. All righty. The fans chanting the bench Spencer Rattler. Yes, sir. Okay. So, I mean – Riley was there. Yeah. <laughs> he On started podcast, that chant. We've thought that Spencer Rattler was a fraud since day one. Since the very None beginning. Of us in Spencer yeah. I'm, just, I'm just not very confident in him. Like, everyone kind of gives him a lot of hype because he goes to Oklahoma, but he doesn't size up to the rest of the big dogs. Doesn't deserve it. I have a take. Alrighty. The dude just looks too pretty to be good at football. <laughs> All right. He's a, you know, like that pretty boy look? Yeah. yeah. He has it. No, I I, see it. He has that absolute pretty boy look. I'll I'd say he's. Right now. I'd say he's so far into that spectrum that he's ugly. 
<laughs> He's so much of a pretty boy. He like went all the Look way him. around. Look at him. Look. He's got Look like this guy. earrings and a headband and a weird mini afro. Yeah, and he's got like this weird goatee thing going on. This like, are we roasting people on this podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh yes. <laughs> he just okay. He just go with me on this. Okay. All right, all right. I'm going. So for the listeners right now, go ahead and search in your Google bar. Randall Boggs assistant. Randall Boggs assistant. I can spell assistant. You know, you know the man. So remember when he gets the life sucked out of him? <laughs> you know the picture. You know the scene. He gets the life sucked out of him by that scream machine. This is Monsters, Inc. for everybody. And if Spencer Rattler had an extra eye in between the two he's got right now, I think it's the same person. That's bad. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't think we were gonna be roasting on this. But that's that, great. That's we it. Won. That's what I have to say. I love that. That's incredible. Oh my gosh! I'm dying. Okay, so yeah, because of, because Spencer Rattler looks like Randall Boggs' assistant with a life sucked out of him. His name Oklahoma is Oklahoma loses to Kansas State. That's my pick. <laughs> All right. Just glorious. That's fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our <laughs> weekly picks, our 10 picks of the week. Oh, this is going to be a tough week. Oh, my gosh. Man, Jared and I were looking at the picks, and we're like, wow, like, this is going to be hard for Riley because for us, like, we looked at each game. <laughs> it could go literally either way. Yeah. We are. Yeah, this is going to be a rough week, but who knows? Maybe. Is this a week someone goes 10 and up? It could be. Or but is this the week someone goes 0 and 10? I, yep. I'm leaning more <laughs> that way. <laughs> And it might be me. Hopefully not. I hope I'm the first guest to go and ten. <laughs> that would be such an what honor. An honor. We give you a box of cheeses for that, man. Yeah, you, you get the white cheddar cheeses. You don't get the. You get the, the balance. That's what I get for being the you fan on the show. <laughs> oh right, man, let's get to it. Alrighty, we start off Friday night. This kick FS1 six o'clock hour before the BYU game. So mm-hmm. you're gonna want to have your computer on this game. Number five Iowa. At 4-0 Maryland. Ooh. I was only a three-point favorite. Yeah. When was the last time you think that a top-five team was playing <laughs> an unranked team and was only a three-point favorite? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't, I don't, that, they, we need ESPN stats and info for that one. A three-point favorite against an unranked team as a top-five team? Iowa, I think, just is a fraud. Iowa's a fraud team. Calling the fraud? I'm using the F word. Dropping the F word. That is why I believe that Maryland is going to win this football game. Tell you what, Maryland, when they played their first week of the season, they played a power five opponent. Which West Virginia. West Virginia is toe to toe really with well. Oklahoma. Yep. Against um, against Maryland, West Virginia only ran the ball for I think it was a little more than two yards per carry. The running game is all that Iowa has. Maryland can throw the ball around. They are Iowa's kryptonite. I think Maryland wins this game. Dan agrees. Dan also picks Maryland. Alrighty. Uh, I'm going Maryland for two reasons. One, I think Maryland can win the game. And wow. two... <laughs> That's a reason. <laughs> two, I think Iowa can also win the game, but I don't want to choose Iowa and have Maryland win and drop a game that Justin and Danny both picked. <laughs> so I'm going with Maryland and the packs. So okay. I don't, we have yep. a net zero. 
<laughs> like loss or gain there. So the Terps. Yep, but I really do think Maryland could win this game, and Maryland's uniforms are maybe some of the coolest uniforms yeah, on the planet. Sick. Not so. gonna lie. Yep, Riley. Yeah, I gotta. I mean, this, that sound logic. I'll side with you on that one. I. I mean, <laughs> I've got Maryland. Um, I mean, if I'm gonna be the guest that that tries to beat the record, at least I should probably stick with you guys or something. <laughs> no, but I do actually think that um, just. Iowa in general being top five, I feel like other years, especially when you see top five teams, you see a lot of like very like stellar performance out of out of right. a lot of the games. And I just right. haven't been super impressed with Iowa, especially seeing that they're number five. Like I've seen other teams that are like, I mean, I look at Florida, they're ten, and they look way better in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So Florida looks just, good. Just for being five, I don't know if it's enough to just say they're number five for me to be convinced. He yeah. sounds like he's uh, on the fence of the F word too. Is, are you going to call him a fraud? The F word? Yeah, I'll throw it out there. They're frauds. He's, oh, we got a double F word. Alrighty, <laughs> Iowa, you better show up t- tomorrow because if not, they will be right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our second game on the slate, we have Texas, the Longhorns at. The Riley hated Horned Frogs. Oh, no. <laughs> the Andy Dalton <laughs> school. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, we got Texas at TCU. This is an interesting matchup because Texas, on paper, looks incredible mm. now that they've, you know, they're... Apart from they've their Arkansas out, game. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of figured out their QB situation. Uh, Sarkeesian looks like he's putting the team together. But TCU has had Texas's number in the past, like, what, eight years? So, since joining the Big 12... TCU has beaten Texas seven out of nine times. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, they really had their number. And I think it becomes eight out of ten. I'm choosing the Horn Frogs to win this game. I still think while Texas might be back, they'll never be back. And I think that Texas drops this game. But Dan, he disagrees. He's going with Texas. He's going with the Longhorns. He thinks Texas is back. He's on that train, that Sam Ellinger. <laughs> <laughs> the residual coattail drain. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going with TCU because I know what I'm going to get from TCU Okay. in Gary Patterson, right? right? As much as I don't like him, um, I'm going to be glad to be in the Big 12 and beat up on him, you know, get revenge for that one game day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I know what I'm getting from TCU. Texas, I have no idea what yeah. I'm getting. It's it looks like they figured up. it out, but... It's a crapshoot. Yeah. They looked horrible against Arkansas and then put up 70 the next week. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going with TCU just because I know what they have. How do you fix a broken Texas? Put it in some rice. <laughs> they need to play rice again. <laughs> Six games out of the season. Yep. <laughs> Riley? Y'all really going to ask me? Yeah. I have to. <laughs> I'm throwing, I'm throwing all logic out the door when I see TCU playing. Go Texas. Screw TCU. Screw Andy Dalton. <laughs> nice guy, but screw him. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's nothing personal against him. It's just I have nightmares still about him pulling that helmet off, seeing the bright red hair and the purple uniform, and just knowing that he, just, he just torched the whole conference. <laughs> mangoed in the Mountain West. Yeah, I know. As much as we want to think like BYU and Utah were like the Mountain West powers, it was TCU, yeah, 100%. TCU was going, man. <laughs> they, they made us look silly. All right. Um, next game is our ESPNU Game of the Week. hey We got the Toilet Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the Yukon Huskies taking on Vanderbilt, the Commodores. Let's be honest. Yukon, if if it were possible to go 0-100, they would do it this season. 
UConn just sucks. Vandy wins. All right. Even though Vandy sucks too, UConn just sucks to the umpteenth degree. Yeah. Uh, UConn is 0-5, whereas Vanderbilt is 1-3. and Vanderbilt beat Colorado State, which you're like, whoa, this is like a middle-of-the-pack Mountain West team. No. Colorado State lost to, like, South Dakota University School for the Dem, Deaf, and Blind. Like, <laughs> they were they lost to a terrible school. High school. And, yeah, it was literally, yeah, it was like a... That was bad. Bam Bam team from fourth grade. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going Vanderbilt as well, just because UConn is a basketball school. Hey, Amen. <laughs> UConn's a basketball school. I see UConn's <laughs> name, and I'm like, basketball. Yep, yep. Kemba Walker. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, so does that mean you got... Yeah, you got I, got, Vandy? I got Vandy. Especially because my... I mean, I, I haven't watched either of the teams much. They both are... Not like super big names anyways, so it kind of shocked me that they <laughs> were the pick. Neither of them deserves a watch. <laughs> they are the pick for the game of the week, so I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> my uh, my little brother just got home from the Knoxville, Tennessee mission, there so I'm go. on that Tennessee high right now. Go okay. Vanderbilt. Alrighty. There you go. And yep. Dan picked Vanderbilt as well. Alright. Everybody tune in and watch this game, though, because this game might be one of the most exciting in the entire week. You do yeah. not know what's going to happen in this game. Watching this game is like just watching like a Pop Warner Mighty Might football game where you have no clue what's going to happen, but just they're all aged 10 years. So they're all like more like they can run faster, but they're still going to be like running into each other, fumbling the ball. They're going to throw the ball. It's going to go the wrong direction. Somebody's going to punt it. The punter's going to punt it behind his head. Charlie Brown style. Maybe. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. Yes. So tune in. ESPNU. 5.30 Eastern Time, or is this 5.30 Mountain Time? 5.30 Mountain. 5.30 Mountain Time. Yep. There we go. It's going to be great. Moving on to the next game on the docket. We got a very interesting game. Yeah. Number 10, Florida. Seven and a half point favorites against a 4-0 Kentucky team. This Kentucky team that's kind of come out of nowhere. They've been getting a lot of hype, too, from the national media, which we don't really understand. Their four wins have not been impressive whatsoever. Against Chattanooga? Yeah. But, but like FCS school, yeah. So we don't really know uh, what to think of Kentucky, but from what I've seen from Florida, I've really liked. Florida probably should have gone to overtime with Alabama yeah. if it weren't for that terrible play call. And they look really good. So I'm going with Florida. I think they covered the spread as well, even though people have been betting Kentucky on this one. All right, fair enough. I think I, I've already stated on this podcast how I feel about Florida. I think they're a good team. I think that they showed that Alabama was vulnerable, and I think Florida can really like play. Now, the big question about this game is whether Florida does the classic play down to its competition level, which it always tends to do. Yeah, it plays up to Alabama, plays down to everybody else. I it think they'll sounds find a way familiar. To beat Kentucky. Hmm, I don't know. Why, <laughs> how does that sound familiar? <laughs> Go to a university that preaches that. Yep. <laughs> I think Florida squeaks out a win. I don't know if they'll cover, but I think Florida wins this game. All right. Dan agrees. Dan picked Florida. As Dan's well. going Florida. Yeah, I've got Florida as well. I was really impressed with the game against Alabama, and it was Florida's game for the taking, and it was just unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to have to go with, go with Florida. All righty. All right. Our next game is a game that I'm actually very excited for. Yes, we're all heavily invested in this game. Yes. In the next two games. 
so this game is on in the time slot BYU usually is Saturday night, except these guys are on FS1. It's Arizona State at number 20, UCLA. Finally, Pac-12 After Dark that is not on the Pac-12 network. Can we take a moment to praise the football gods? <gasps> it is not on the Pac-12 network. Thank Finally, you. literally the second worst network in all of TV. <laughs> second only to AT&T Rocky Mountain Sports. <laughs> Net. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they just keep throwing endings on. <laughs> yep, it's like literally the longest mouthful of it. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So we got Arizona State at 20 UCLA. On this podcast, I've been really high on UCLA. And I still am. I really think UCLA is a great team. But for, for BYU's strength of schedule, I need Arizona State to win this game. And I think Arizona State has the capability. So I'm, I'm picking Arizona State to win this game. All right. Dan agrees with you. Yeah. So do I. Forks up, baby. Arizona State's got much better uniforms I, th- than most of the country, for being honest. Unless UCLA wears that beautiful gold powder blue combo. Ooh. All right, we're looking that up. But I'm still sticking with Arizona State. <laughs> I think they've kind of figured it out. I was at their game versus Colorado. They looked much better than they did against BYU. They just need to cut down on penalties is really all they have, and they're going to be a great team. So I'm going with Arizona State. Yeah, I got to go with Arizona State as well. I do, although I do like the gold in UCLA. Yeah, it's sick. If we were going solely off colors, I do think that the gold is nice over there. But, uh, I mean, Arizona State, they looked, they didn't look bad against BYU, right? Like, I mean, they're a Pac 12 team. We're not fans of the Pac 12. <laughs> nope. On this nope. show, at least. Pac 10. Pac 10. But, uh,. I would say that for the same reason, strength of schedule for BYU, it makes BYU look better when Arizona State can win, so forks up. Forks up, baby. Next up, we got a very interesting game also for BYU strength of schedule rankings. 21 Baylor at 19 Oklahoma State. This is a game that is, oh man, it's going to be close. Baylor's on the come up. Mm -hmm. I think Baylor might be a little bit of smoke and mirrors, though. Interesting. They haven't gone up against an incredible defense yet. It's true. They went up against what Iowa State, who we continually call fraud. fraud on this podcast. Fraud. Oklahoma State has a good defense. Didn't allow a single point to Boise State in the entire second half. Which they also didn't score. <laughs> they also didn't no score single point, point, but they didn't but need to. They didn't need to. They, they, didn't need, the they were the ones in the lead. So I'm going to go against the grain a little bit here. and I We need Baylor to win this game, but I think Oklahoma State will win it. Interesting. It'll be close, though. Okay. Well, Dan and I are going with the Baylor mustard cakes and Jeff Grimes. <laughs> um, Those uniforms were so yellow. They were, it was like almost painful to watch. I mean, they were cool, but just the color was. It was like, wow, and they actually yeah. went for it. It looks like the Lysol over there. <laughs> anyway. Um,. Do you remember when game day was at Baylor in 2019? I think it was for the Baylor-Oklahoma game. And Pat McAfee was standing on a houseboat in the river that goes by the end of the stadium. <laughs> you remember that? No. And he was just like super amped on Baylor. And then just was like, go Bears! And th- then just did a belly flop off of the second floor. <laughs> the second story of the houseboat. Straight into the river. In his like full garb. Like his suit and mic and everything. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going with Baylor for solely that reason. Reason, not because I think they're going to win the game, not because I think Baylor needs to win for BYU's strength of schedule, and not because I think Baylor is a better football team than Oklahoma State, solely because Pat McAfee jumped off of a houseboat into a muddy river. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, 
you've got you've got good logic there. That is pretty funny. <laughs> I guess we could take that into consideration. Yeah. But uh, I'm actually going to be going to the Oklahoma State here. Um, they did beat Kansas State last week, and Kansas State was 25. Then, I mean, that's not like a big ranked upset, but it was nice to see that. But you think they're going to beat Oklahoma this week? So. Yeah. I know, but that's... That's based off of other motives. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's based off of I don't think Spencer Rattler's that great. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I've got Oklahoma State. Okay. Alrighty. Our next game is actually a huge game for P5 and G5 playoff race. All of this. Yeah, for college football ramifications, really. Yeah. College football playoff. Yeah, the whole country's going to be watching this game. Twelve thirty, NBC. Number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they were a five and a half point dog against Wisconsin. Absolutely destroyed them in the fourth quarter, right? Absolutely won out, right? Which may or may not be Graham Mertz's fault, but let's not get into that. Mm, Yeah, Graham Mertz sucks. (laughs) Cincinnati is a one and a half point favorite at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take Cincinnati. Uh, Notre Dame... The final score of the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game was a little misleading. It was. That game was actually very close through three quarters of play. And then in the fourth quarter, Graham Mertz was just throwing interceptions. Graham Mertz pick sixes. Yeah, pick they sixes. They gave up a kick return. Yeah, the kick return, too. I honestly think Notre Dame can't win that big without turnover luck. I think Desmond Ritter is a lot better at taking care of the ball. I okay. think he will take care of the ball. And because of that, I think since he squeaks out a win. And Dan is on my side, too. He says that since he's going to win this thing. Alrighty, I'm with you guys. I am not a huge believer in Cincinnati, but I I believe in them more than I do in Notre Dame, especially coming off of playing Wisconsin. Like, I don't care if Wisconsin's not that good anymore. They're a physical football team. And since he's coming off a bye. Right, right. And so since he's going to be fresh, Notre Dame is going to be, you know, still bruised and battered from that game with Wisconsin. So I think Cincinnati takes care of business. See, but I'm kind of like... Following that same thought process, but opposite logic. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking Notre Dame played a very physical team. Cincinnati is coming off of a rest week. They took a break. Yeah, they're rested. But, like, look at their schedule. They're in the AAC. Like, yeah. I I feel like that's a rest conference, <laughs> if we can call it that. Like, they, I'm just not super impressed with the AAC anyways. And, like, the teams that they're play, they've played so far this season, not, like, any real standout no Miami, world beaters. Ohio. <laughs> I mean, that's a good team. All right, Mac. Yeah. My bad. My Murray State. <laughs> a fraudulent Indiana team. <laughs> they are bad. Yeah, they're bad. But, uh, I mean, for that purpose, I just think coming from the AAC when they play a team like Notre Dame that has generally been pretty good, and, you know, they just came off a week against a very aggressive team, they're hopefully in that mentality still just go at it. Super aggressive. I'm with the Fighting Irish. Interesting. It kind of reminds me of when... I can't believe I'm bringing this up. Oh, no. The the end of the NBA season last year when the Jazz like like could have brought back certain players before the playoffs, but then didn't because they were like underestimating Memphis, and then Memphis came out and still game one. So I can see where you're going yeah, with the logic yeah, yeah. of like it's that, it's that kind yeah. of mentality. I think the rest is like counterproductive okay. in a way, almost right. That like they weren't in playoff mode yet. So yeah, I can see where you come from. That's a good point. All right, I see it. 
All right, moving on to game number eight on our slate. We have an incredible game that we're all looking forward to very much. Oh, yes. First game of the day, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Number eight, Arkansas, takes on number two, Georgia. Ooh. I'm going to be honest. I think this is the game that Arkansas gets exposed. Ooh. I think Arkansas is a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I do not think they're a top 10 team. Georgia's going to win this thing because Georgia is looking to me like one of the, if not the best team in the country. Interesting. Okay. So I agree. I think Georgia's going to win the game, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. Uh, I think Arkansas, they're coming off of a couple of emotional wins, right? Yeah. Old rivalry win against Texas. They storm the field, blah, 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 blah. Um, they won at Jerry's World against Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and that was like a huge emotional deal for them, right? Because they hadn't been in Texas A&M in 10 years. And, and Right, and they were playing at Jerry's World, and Jerry, is a, Jerry Jones is an Arkansas alum, and he was there, blah, blah, blah. You know? So I think they're coming off such a high that it's going to be hard for them to get up for this game in the same way, right? They're okay. kind of a little bit wasted. Um, but I do think it's going to be closer than people think, because I have exactly zero confidence in Georgia's offense. Mm. Uh, they've been beaten up on bad teams, but I, st- I need to see them do it against a good team before I'm on the Georgia is number one in the country train. So I think Georgia wins, but I think it's going to be closer than 18 points, which is the spread. Okay, fair enough. Um, I would say I'm going to side with Georgia on this one as well. I'm taking Georgia. They look really good. Strong team. Um, Although I am sad to say it because I do like Arkansas. Yeah, I, I in general, yes. I think that they are a great story. Like their their teams are never like the best in the country. I don't know, but like in basketball last year, they had yeah. a great run. Great the run. Bus. The I must was, bus. I was pretty bus. upset that they didn't make it all the way. I was really cheering for them, and uh, I've got a good buddy of mine that kind of uh, got me on that train of Arkansas. He's from Arkansas, and so. He's always hyping them up and posting on a story about Arkansas, and I'm like, "All right, like I can I, dig that. I can dig that. I can get behind them. Like it's it's good to see them do well. I think so. Seeing them beat Georgia wouldn't upset me. It would upset the country. Like upset the standings, but like, it wouldn't upset me. I yeah, think it'd be cool. I mean, I guess I I would lose that point in the in the record for me as a guest on the show, but. Hey, some losses are worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be willing to sacrifice a point if, to see Arkansas win. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. But I don't know if they'll be able to do it just because I do think Georgia's really, really good. They've got a strong team. All right. And Dan picked Georgia, too. Yep. Dan is with the Bulldogs. All righty. This comes to probably, besides the BYU game, the game I'm looking forward to most this yep. weekend. It's the big one. One thirty kick. CBS, number 12 Ole Miss, at Bama. Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral. Okay. Dan picked Bama. Okay. Dan is rolling with the tide. I am rolling with the story that we posted on our Instagram. Matt Corral laser-eyeing Alabama and blowing (laughs) it up. Matt Corral is going to lead Ole Miss to a victory over Bama. That is my pick. Alrighty. I am so with you. I think... Ole Miss is the real deal. I think their defense is better than it was in the past. And when they had a terrible defense, like absolutely horrible defense, they 
were in it in like the latter half of the fourth quarter with Alabama last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like they ended up losing by two touchdowns, but it was a one touchdown game, yeah. And they could have they could have tied the you know, and they were just going back and forth, back and forth. I think the final score is like sixty three to forty eight. It was up there, yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's do a game. What's the over under for this Ooh. total total points scored? What do you guys think? I think it is in the seventies. Okay. 74. Oh, I'm going 50, 58. Okay. A little lower. It is 80. It's 80. It's an 80 point over under dude. Yeah. 80 points. I mean, each team is going to score six touchdowns. Yeah. I am rolling with that. I'm slamming that over. A whole box of Cheez-Its on the over. A whole box? (laughs) And Ole Miss. Ole Miss is covering the spread at the very least, but I think they win the game. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So go with me on this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to draw away. I'm going to go away from football for just a second to, to my sport, the OG football. Okay. 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 Uh, this summer, the Euro cup. Loved it. Every yeah. second. Fantastic. It was awesome. My affinity for the Italian team. So I served my mission in Italy. I love Italy. Love everything. Italian. It's great. Italian club soccer, all right. Okay. Their club soccer is all right to watch, especially now that Ronaldo's gone. I don't know. Yeah. And sorry, fans, if you just wanted football, I'm talking soccer for a sec. But um, Italy goes to the final. Yes. In England. They're at Wembley, right? The biggest stadium in England. Italy versus England. Italy upsets and beats England. All the English fans just scurry out, (laughs) right? And they're like booing when they're getting the medals. The the English players like literally didn't wear their second place medals. Yeah, they didn't accept them. It was like, it was very poor sportsmanship. I see that happening right now. I know this is not the Euro Cup. This isn't the national championship. This is big though. Ole Miss is about to beat the tar out of Alabama (laughs) on their home turf. And that whole stadium... Empty, except for the few away fans that had the the integrity to travel and, and were brave enough to go into that stadium wearing their old Miss gear. The old Miss <laughs> Powder blue, baby. Falling. Let's go. I mean, you guys, Corral, you guys dude. asked me my two teams that I hate, and then two of those teams are on this list. So I'm yeah, not going to choose Bama. I'm not going to choose TCU. I'm not going to choose Bama. Perfect. <laughs> All right. I love Last that. Up, yeah. The game that we are most interested in. <laughs> The Brigham Young University Cougars ranked 15th in the nation, taking on Utah State Friday night. What's Utah uh, State ranked? Seven. Wait. Utah State is not ranked. Yeah. yeah. And we're 13. Oh, sorry. Yes, we are 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah, we, we got bad. an error on the script. 13 ranked BYU Cougars taking on Utah State Friday night. I, obviously, am taking BYU. Yep. Dan took BYU, too. We're going to do a little bit of score predictions, too. Yep. Dan thinks that we're going to win by two scores, 31 to 20. Okay. And okay. I am with Dan. I think we are winning by two scores. My score prediction, 34-24. I don't think Utah State's defense can handle our offense. I think our our defense will surprise people this week. Alrighty. I am going a little bit bigger. Oh. I'm going 42-21. Okay. And I think at least, victory. at least one of Utah State's touchdowns will be garbage time. Okay. Maybe more. So right. I'm going blowout. Riley, yeah. let's hear it. Yeah, it's the Cougars. I'm not a Utah State fan. <laughs> uh, not like I hate them, but I got yeah. the Cougs. Um, I think it's going to be 38-17. Okay. I think that our offense is looking really good. Um, I am interested to see, though. I mean, that could vary depending on if Jaron Hall or Baylor Romney plays. Mm-hmm. 
obviously they I feel like it's been I mean you guys analyze the show you you guys know better than I do but I do think that um we've been putting up a lot of points we need to keep that momentum going we need to keep giving it to Algier yes, yes. feed Algier feed Algier because we didn't do that against USF in the second half yeah, yeah. and I think if we keep doing that 38-17 all righty well you heard it here first folks three score victory we have multiple three-score victory predictions. Yeah. Uh, All right. All righty. So that's our picks. Yep. We're looking forward to an amazing weekend of yeah. college football. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be a great week five. Yep. Check out the Weekend Watch Guide on the website. Yes. Uh, there you can get all of your fixes for what's on one, when, at on what channel. So go check that out. It'll be a big help this weekend because there's a lot of good games. Yeah, Jared puts a lot of time and effort, and those things are great. Those things are incredible. Go take a look at it. It's on our website, lestalkpodcast.com. Also check out our Instagram, at lestalkpod, yes. our Twitter as well with the same handle. Fantastic going, content. Yeah, we've been going really ham with the content. And, you know, Riley said that he was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah you got a great editor. Editing <laughs> some great photos, great shots. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to keep posting more content. We're, we're going to be interactive. We're going to be asking questions, asking for input. Maybe some of your input will be on the show. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, so we might yeah. even uh, start doing some live shows on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So follow us on there. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming out. I'm finally making good on my promise of shotgunning an entire 12-pack of Mountain Dew because BYU beat Utah. So that's <laughs> going to be on our Instagram shortly. Yep. And uh, I have to jump in a river sometime soon. So it's hopefully before it freezes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Les Talk, LDS in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yep. Had a lot of fun booing around with you guys. So yeah. We can't wait to do it on the next episode. Huge shout out, Riley, for coming on, man. Yeah, Love you. Me, guys. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. All right. Let's go, Cougars. Go, Cougs. Woo! <laughs>